Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Dr. Eve, whose real name is Marlene Wasserman, is a well-known and highly respected clinical sexologist. She has teamed up with German artist Seisei.love in an exhibition that explores the impact that technology has on our ability to connect with each other. The exhibition will open at the Gog Gallery in Braunfontein in March. Dr. Eve joins me now to tell me why she decided to work in conjunction with SaySay.Love and what form her participation will include. Dr. Eve, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me to talk about this important and very interesting topic. Um, Dr. Eve, how did you learn about SaySay.Love? They approached me, him and his team approached me a few months ago and invited me to participate in the event in some way or another. So, of course, being a tech person, as we all are today, I Googled him and thought, wow, this is really interesting. And I looked at the images of his work, his photography that he's exhibiting for this particular exhibition, and I really resonated with them. Uh, my interest lies in technology, what people are doing in terms of their intimate lives online. And he is using the images of mannequins to talk about intimacy, loneliness, and the digital world. And those images reminded me of robots, which is an interest of mine, an extension of what my work is taking me to in terms of looking at the impact of robots are going to be on our lives. So I was really fascinated with it and thus began a series of conversations and an an agreement. Um, um, Seisei.love's exhibition really focuses on um, the, what he calls possibly the dehumanization of us humans today and our inability to connect with each other uh, properly as opposed to connecting with each other through social devices. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So what the um, exhibition led me to was to do a lot of research around loneliness intimacy and loneliness, a combination of the two, and it was actually quite astounding for me to find out the impact of loneliness. Um, I didn't realize how significant it is on our health, both our mental and our physical health. Uh, the statistics are you know, pretty frightening to, uh, to hear, so I will give you some of those, that um, people who are affected with loneliness have a higher percentage and are more at risk for cardiovascular disease, for strokes, for anxiety, and for depression, so much so that it is actually considered to be a public health issue. And in England, they have a ministry of loneliness because of this public health impact, which is costing the government so much money. People are just really lonely. Um, So the interesting thing for me is, you know, why are we more lonely now? Are we more lonely now? And does the digital world have any impact on that? And what I found was that The digital world is just one of the reasons, a big reason, why people are feeling more lonely. But there are other reasons as well, you know, why we do feel lonely. And we can identify it now almost as an an illness that really needs attention. Um, Dr. Eve, when I think back um, a couple of years before we became so technologically focused, there was TV. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine about, you know, how much time people watch TV disconnecting. And I remember her saying to me, I see TV as my friend. 
When I go home, that's what I want to do. I want to watch TV. That's my friend. And to what extent can technology actually not create loneliness, but create some kind of ability for us to lose ourselves when we don't have anybody else to be with? So there is a what's called bi-directional relationship between technology and loneliness. As people feel lonely, they turn to digital devices to be their friends. And they find that that's such a shallow and empty experience that it actually leaves them feeling lonelier. So turning to devices is not going to fulfill the basic need that we all have, which is for human connection. So we're all very excited that there is a digital life because we absolutely are benefiting from it, from the amount of information that we can get, from the amount of connections we can have with a variety of people, keeping connected with people who we love far away or just next door to us. So we have to rethink how we use it so that we don't feel lonely and that we don't lose connection with in real life people because what research keeps showing is that we need touch we need the sensual side of life. We need to actually be eye-gazing and hugging and touching and talking voice-to-voice with people. Otherwise, it leaves us feeling dissatisfied and, as I said, increases our risks of other mental and physical illnesses. Um, people, I mean, one of the things that um, say, say. Love mentions as well is that people hide behind emojis. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny to think that a couple of years ago nobody knew what an emoji was. And here today you can have an entire conversation <laughs> online without saying anything. Um, to, to what extent do you think we are hiding behind technology? And, and to what extent is it just becoming so much easier to do that? Um, I love emojis because they add on a layer of expression to a very bland and a very empty conversation that people would be having. So emojis are you know, quite wonderful, giving us a slight view of how we actually feel and get into the emotion of it. But it's also led very much to one's own perception and interpretation and can lead to a lot of misunderstanding. So whatever we do, whatever we're going to lay on in the digital world, it cannot substitute for a voice-to-voice, face-to-face connection. And we're realizing that more and more, and one of the ways we're realizing that is because we've seen the statistics of loneliness and how that impacts on people's well-being. So we do hide behind our devices to, to be able to communicate and to avoid, mostly to avoid difficult conversations in real life. So I will have couples um, in my practice who will literally have a conflict, drive out, and he or she will sit in the driveway and get online and start chatting to the person inside their own house because it seems easier to avoid face-to-face conflict, which is why so many people engage in cyber infidelity as well is because it's easier to have that kind of flirtatious sexual engagement with somebody. There's no conflict. There's no eye-gazing. Relationships are hard. Dr. Eve, when we look at the younger generation, they have grown up with technology and it's not unusual to go past and see young people sitting together, as you say, all in their phones. Um, mm-hmm. They're all together at some level, but they're all completely disconnected at another. Uh, is that going to be the new norm? It is the new norm. Um, and we cannot criticize that. And parents have got a lot to learn 
how to handle the the digital lives of their children without punishing punishing them or feeling afraid of it. That is the way that they communicate. What we want to do is to add in, very importantly for our children, to have real-life connection. And the best way to do that is through having conversations at home with your children. So one of the things I'm going to be doing um, at the exhibition is getting people to really reflect as adults on their own digital usage. And I really encourage your listeners to do the same, really, is that um, we... Children are neglected today. A lot of the neglect of children are feeling distance from parents is because parents are so absorbed in their own devices. Mm. Something for parents to think about. You know, we think, oh, the kids are so busy on their devices that they, we've got to get them off. But actually, what are you doing on your devices? Mm. You're very absorbed in that as well, and children feel neglected because of that. Hmm. Um, Dr. Eve, you spoke a little bit about what you'll be doing during the exhibition. Can you just elaborate a little bit more? I mean, how will you be doing a performance, or will you just yeah, be available? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I mean, really a big stretch for me um, doing my first live art performance. Um, this is a really fantastic opportunity that the Fair Love has given me to work within art, which I really love art, and to be bringing a creative energy for myself into that space. So uh, I always work in a very experiential way, and here I have a real opportunity to stretch that. So... I'm going to be doing a real mockery. I mean, you know, I have to ask forgiveness from Marina Abramovich, but I'm going to be taking a, a kind of a cue from her, putting people through an experience similarly to what she has done at MoMA in New York, and getting people to have a silent experience of really just connecting with other people in the room, people who are strangers, people they don't know connecting with me, connecting with Sophie Love, and of course connecting with his art on the walls. So it's going to be experiential in the moment and um, I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to people participating in quite an unknown process which will get them to feel um, and not just hide behind devices. Do you feel vulnerable doing it? I feel excited and I feel, I don't think it's vulnerable because I sit in the therapy room all day. And I'm kind of doing that with people, you know, I'm present and silent and active and eye-gazing and getting people to look at me. So I'm kind of used to that. It's going to be very different in the space where I don't know any, you know, don't know people. Um, I'm looking forward to provoking people into that place of um, feeling uncomfortable and then getting it, kind of just really getting the sense of how uncomfortable it is to really connect and how important it is to socially connected people and to um, see how wonderful it is to actually walk up to a stranger and just be present with that person in the moment. I'm looking forward to the shifts that that's going to bring for people. Hmm, it sounds absolutely kind of almost avant-garde, uh, performance art. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. the, the truth is when, when you're dealing with people you don't know, you never know what's going to come out. But fortunately, right. you are a, um, a highly qualified, uh, trained uh, uh, clinical sexologist, so you sh- will be able to, of course, deal with anything that does come out. Yeah, I think I'm going to trust myself to hold the space. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And Sophie, I love it. So I believe we have a great connection. Um, and we've done some, you know, lovely, you can see our videos, which are all over social media right now, and see how, you know, we've done it. And so we're going to be doing more of that and just really trusting the space and getting it unfold. And the art is going to be speaking for, you know, for this process as well, because it's, it's being held here in Cape Town, in any case, in a very beautiful church, the Grass Gallery, which is a church. 
very intimate, very beautiful, and people are going to be contained. We're going to make sure that people feel safe in that environment as well. So um, I'm looking forward to that. So by the time you come to Johannesburg, you'll be an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, every experience is like every experience that we have in real life is so unpredictable, but we try and make it predictable. Um, One of the ways that we do that is control it by just conversing online because we feel we're in control and that we can manage that interaction and our emotions. And I want people to really get back to socially connecting. I do want to emphasize, you know, this incredible... um, Research which is showing us the health implications. And uh, one of the people that I have really learned um, a lot from is a psychologist and a neuroscientist called Dr. Julianne Holt Lundstadt. And she says she's really an activist in the field of loneliness. And she's saying that we should be setting guidelines for people on how to socially interact, mm-hmm. just the same as we set guidelines on what food we should eat or what exercise works for us. She's developed the science behind it, and she's saying, take the science that I've developed and get people to um, have certain criteria that they have to meet every day. Like, you have to talk to your Uber driver, <laughs> or you have to talk to the barista that you're getting coffee from. You know, take your eyes off the phone <laughs> and actually look at somebody and talk to the person. Talk to the person next to you, talk to the person who you're traveling with in a bus, in a car. Uh, and we're just not doing that. And that, uh, I repeat, has really you know, very negative health consequences to it. So basically um, 101 for social interaction. I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, Dr. Eve, if anybody would like to contact you, learn more about the exhibition, um, how should mm. they do so? Get into Instagram. Um, I'm a real good you know, Instagram lover. I'm on Twitter as well, um, Facebook, uh, not my thing. I don't think as many people sing anymore in, in any case. And Instagram is really my, my, my love. So it's Dr. Eve underscore SA. You can um, certainly follow me there. And there's loads of information. It comes through daily, at least once a day, about the exhibition and obviously all my work as well, which is um, to do. Yeah, I've got great stuff happening. I wish you a lot of luck with the exhibition. I think it's an exciting initiative, and I hope it sparks a debate that's definitely needed around this important topic. Thank you so much. Thank you for this. So, um, thank you very much. That was Dr. Eve, and she will be part of the Say Say Dot Love exhibition that is opening in um, the Gog Gallery in Bramfontein in March.